What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We have details coming out of the second joint practice with the Indianapolis Colts, a practice in which, yes, we saw some more players get banged up. Kyler Gordon also shined in one-on-one scrimmages. We're going to talk about it all. Plus, the starters will not be playing. Some select starters will not be playing on Saturday. We're going to talk about it all and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot. For everything Chicago Bears related, I'm one of the hosts here, Hayes, holding it down for C-Dub and Bobby on the daily episode. And uh, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, I just want to talk about the fact that Justin Fields and some select starters, as quoted by Matt Eberflus, will not be playing in Saturday's game. And I want to just talk about the reasons why. I know that some, you know, Bears fans aren't very happy on that, and especially anyone who was going into attendance to the game, which had it not been for Bulls Fest, I probably would have been at that game considering Indianapolis is not that far. Um, But with that being said, like, I've said it, and I've told you guys and I've warned you guys, Luke Getze is not going to unleash too much of this offensive playbook before the start of the season. And while, yes, you do not want to risk injuries where you can avoid them, especially with Justin Fields getting hit, in the lower leg yesterday. Now, anything dirty it just is what it is. But, you know, you want to protect Justin Fields. If the if the coaching staff feels confident about the place that the offense is at, right, and how the weapons of the offense have all come together, and, yes, the continuity part of it, not having Chase Claypool, and all that does definitely play a big role, and you want those guys to get as many reps as possible. But Luke Getzey and, and Matt Eberflus are not going to unleash and show too much of this offense if they're confident in it. It would be one thing if they were still trying to work out some kinks in the offense things like that, but we've seen the connection between DJ Moore and Justin Fields is legit, right? Cole Komet as well, we already know. Darnell um, Mooney, we know what he can be. He sounds like he's been done pretty good as well in these joint practices so far, but not only is it just about safeguarding the injuries, right, and making sure that you have your full roster healthy as close as possible by the start of the season, it's also some of the game gamesmanship in regards to that. Keep in mind, football is a chess match. And I do definitely think that they are looking at the chess match portion of it, and they don't want to completely show off all the little bells and whistles of what this offense could be when you look at all the weapons that we have in the tight end, the wide receiver, the running back rooms, Justin Fields as well being a huge weapon. Like, they don't want to show too much of that. And if you feel confident in where your offense is, there's really no no reason to play them, right? Yes, you're having the joint practices. That's probably as close as you want to get. You're going to have, you know, tons of tough practices between now and then as well. But it's the best and safe bet. And I know I've seen it already on Twitter, or X, I guess I should say at this point, that some some Bears fans are disappointed by not getting to see the starters out there. But like I said, just keep in mind, right? You've already seen a number of players dinged up, and you don't want to see that continue to happen and avoid that. I mean, we just, Cody White here just got his hand injured in yesterday's practice. He was able to come back, so it doesn't seem like it's going to be anything lingering there, but you do not want to risk it if you can avoid it, right? You don't want to risk potentially losing your players that are going to be a big part of your rotation heading into the season. So as far as, you know, Justin Fields and other select starters not playing, I really don't see it as a negative. You look at uh, players that set out yesterday's practice as well. Eddie Jackson, who got dinged up in the practice before, 
Jaquan Brisker, Chase Claypool, Tyler Scott, Tremaine Edmonds, Vellis Jones, Lucas Patrick, Tustin Ebner, Josh Blackwell, Demarquise Gates, they all set out. And so, you know, it, you, you want to be healthy. The last thing that this team wants is, is to have the questions of, dang, what would have been had we been fully healthy? And I think Matt Eberflus is trying to do what he can to just make sure that he can have as healthy as a roster as possible. We also do have acquisitions to the roster, new acquisitions there. Uh, the Chicago Bears actually waived Buddy Johnson, who I already said uh, wasn't wasn't going to be long for the Chicago Bears roster, and signed linebacker Davion Taylor. And there's something to say that the Bears keep going after this linebacker position, right? The depth there, which we already think that they have amazing depth there, but they keep going after it. So there's something to be said to that. Maybe we're going to get a little bit more interesting packages on the defensive line, but the Bears are going to continue finding depth find some practice uh, squad players as well while they can. But, hey, Buddy Johnson, I didn't expect him to be long for this Bears roster. He was one of the players in the last uh, episode that we did that I said, hey, he's definitely getting waived, and it's coming sooner than you than you possibly think. But, all right, so that kind of takes care of all of that. But let's go into the second joint practice with the um, Indianapolis Colts, which I always call the Indiana Colts, which I guess isn't necessarily wrong either, but it's not the name of the team. But um, So we already talked about Cody White here. He got injured. Injured with his right hand, but he was able to return to practice. So um, it is what it is. He continued to practice. Doug Kramer moved in with the starters. But I do think that they're really trying to have an extended look at Doug Kramer anyway. So that kind of makes sense. Is there. Seems like Kyler Gordon absolutely dominated one-on-one uh, practices. He stood out, got a pass breakup and an interception. And the thing with that is, is that this is why I said Kyler Gordon is going to be one of those, while, yes, he's playing the nickel, which means he's not going to be in every down cornerback anymore but do not let that make you forget the fact that Kyler Gordon and what he's able to do one-on-one the fact that he's excelling in that he's going to hit hard he's going to play hard but he's also probably going to get a number of turnovers as well he's excelling in that one-on-one and that makes sense for him playing in the nickel and what his position is going to be Kyler Gordon his skill set his mentality everything about him fits that nickel so perfectly well for the Chicago Bears and I do think that Kyler Gordon is going to have a big season especially looking at Tyreek Stevenson out there uh, Jalen Johnson and players like that as well. It's going to be a big season for him. And I love hearing that he continues to shine and show up really well uh, also. Justin Fields had what they called a perfect 7-on-7 seven seven period, right? Uh, he went 8-for-8 eight eight in the red zone on 7-on-7s. Seven seven. He spread the ball around. Uh, DJ Moore got an impressive uh, catch on, on that as well. Uh, it looks like EQ St. Brown was in that as well. He was in the red zone completing throws, going over, underneath, over the top, throwing in tight windows, uh, 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 you know, c- connecting with DJ Moore, DJ Moore, Mooney, uh, Cole Komet, Dante Pettis, EQ St. Brown, Justin Fields is showing, at least in training camp so far, the growth that we need to see. And yes, we got a small sample size in the first preseason game. We're not going to see uh, a look at him at all in the second preseason game, and maybe not at all in the third either. But he's really stepping up to have a big season for the Chicago Bears and the season that we need as we look for him to solidify nationally as him being the number one quarterback. I think us in Chicago, we already know it, even though some Bears fans do have doubts around Justin Fields as well. But I do think that we are seeing Justin Fields, he's ready to step up and step out on the national stage in a big way. And do not be surprised if all those national media pundits, the one that I've been keeping my receipts on, have a lot to say positively about Justin Fields when it's all said and done. Um, it also looks like Javon Dexter got in a little mix-up as well. Uh, he got in, involved in a scuffle with the guard from the Colts, Carter O'Donnell, uh, after a red zone play. And, and also, Dan Wilder Weirder, uh, said that he threw two haymakers. Now, it didn't go out and extend after that, 
Um, so, you know, the coaches, uh, you know, kind of let it slide without much discipline. But listen, Javon Dexter is ready. And I saw some of you guys in the comments, you know, just talking about the fact of, like, the Bears passing up on, uh, and you know, who they passed up on in the draft and things like that. Like, we got Javon Dexter. We got Darnell Wright. We got Zach Pickens. We got, we got some killers here in that, in that draft. I think when we look back at the 2023 draft, we're going to see that Ryan Poles really set up really nice for the future as well. Uh, looks like Elijah Hicks was turning some heads as well. Uh, he uh, had a pass breakup as well on a pass that was intended for uh, Pittman in the end zone. So you like to see that as well. He shined on seven on sevens as well. Um, so we're seeing really good things. We're also seeing other players get chances in the kickoff. No Vellis Jones, no Tyler Scott. Joe Reed was actually returning kickoffs in the le- in 11 on 11s and he took one across the 50 yard line and did not get touched before until he got to the 45. So shout out to Joe Reed for sh- shining out on that one as well. Our defense continues to look good against the Colts. Also, I do think that our defense is going to get we're, we're going to earn the Monsters of the Midway title back. Like I'm not ready to just give them that. You have to earn that title at least if I'm going to be calling you that. And it seems like the defense really is starting to show that. Jalen Johnson locked down Michael Pittman on a on a uh, on a reception, and, and Richardson was forced to uh, roll right and throw the ball in the dirt. So that's good things that you want to ha- hear. That comes from Nicholas Moreno, who was there at the practice. Also looks like, uh, you know, Jalen Jones also shining in seven on sevens. I'll tie to this Jalen Johnson. So both Jalen shining in their coverages, and that's what you want to see. And it, and it seems like overall our coverage is what's thriving in the, in these uh, joint practices with the Colts. And so we already know, me, C-Dub, and Bobby have talked about it. Our secondary is shaping up to potentially be the secondary that we need it to be, like one of the best secondaries in the NFL. And I don't mean they're going to immediately grab that next season, but if this secondary is given time to grow, develop together over years, we could absolutely be talking about a secondary that is not only hard-hitting, that makes big plays, that gets turnovers, and that's just that dog mentality, that Chicago-style uh, identity that we like. Um, and so, you know, that's what you like to see. Seems like the the yesterday's practice was even more feisty than the day before when you had several dust-ups between uh, players and yesterday. So uh, Courtney Cronin says that it's the fourth fight of the night. There were over fours. And it wasn't actually fights like people, but it was a lot of shoving and pushing. So, you know, it is what it is. That's what one of the things of the joint practices that you bring out. You you forge your identity because you're no longer going up against your own teammates. You're going up against opponents, the people who are going to be on the other side of the ball against you during the regular season. And so, you know, that's how you start forging identity. And that's what it seems like the Bears have used this 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 training camp for, right, and these joint practices for. We are building a true identity in the city of Chicago with this new-look Chicago Bears team, and this is one that could last for years. And so, good to hear. Uh, it also looks like Anthony Richardson got peanut punched uh, in 11-on-11. So, me and BC Dub and Bobby talked about it. The peanut punch was probably going to come back. We like to see that it held. We held uh, Anthony Richardson to one completion in 10 plays. 10 plays. This, this, this secondary is going to be big. The secondary for the Chicago Bears is definitely going to be uh, big. Now, it, does, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. It looks like uh, you know, the, the offense struggled a little bit in the team periods, uh, even though you know Justin Fields had his connections with DJ Moore and others on first downs going down the field. But it does seem like the offense struggled a little bit. Uh, Justin Fields was picked off in a pass over the middle. Looks like Doug Kramer got pushed out of the pocket. Um, and so, you know, it's not all all great. And we know that we, we've heard and seen some signs of concerns maybe in the coverage area. So, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at that. But 
Overall, the Bears are going through and doing what needs to be done. All right, now, but before we go, you already know it's Friday, so that means it's Mailbag Day. We're going to go ahead and jump into the mailbag today. we got four voicemails on the docket. Let's get into this first one. This one's from the 773. Hey, what's going on, Chicago Bears Central? C-Dub, Cognac Boys. Uh, definitely uh, rocking with you guys. Listen to you just about every day. Hey, I just wanted to say something real quick. Colin Cowherd. He is a asshole for sure, but I want to add somebody else to that mix. This guy, Shady McCoy, who's on the show on uh, ESPN, I believe, he is a Justin Fields hater. Anything that's being said good about Justin Fields, he definitely tries to piss on him. I cannot wait until the season progresses and Justin Fields do what he do so he can make him eat all of that. I cannot stand that dude. He's a straight-up a-hole. So Colin Cowhard, we already completely roasted him. As far as Shady McCoy, oh, best believe, Shady McCoy, I got my receipts. I got my receipts. You guys already know. The pettiest man alive, Petty Roosevelt, is coming out, right, uh, at some point uh, during the season once we prove all the doubters wrong. And Shady McCoy is definitely one of those. And overall, this is the thing that, that we got to talk about. The, the, the doubt around Justin Fields at some point has to stop. Now it is up to him to show it, right? And we got another voicemail on, so I'm not going to go too far into it. But like the constant doubt around Chicago, this season is going to stop. And we got messages to send to the whole nation, but especially the NFC North. But I definitely agree with you, Lance. Shady McCoy is definitely one. And, you know, it is what it is. I think a lot of those guys are going to be eating their words before the season's all said and done. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from K2 Clips. Yo, hey, Bobby C-Dub. What's up, man? It's your boy K2 Clips, man. Uh, my first time calling in, man. I just I tried to leave a voicemail a few minutes ago. I hung up. I don't know what happened, man. But anyways, man, I just want y'all thoughts on a couple of things, man. Uh, my issue is I think our defense is going to be fine. I think we ain't got to worry about that. Our offensive line and injuries. Man, we just been plagued by injuries so much, man. And when it finally looks like we got a team that's about to do some damage, all we keep hearing about is injuries to some of our significant people, man. I don't know, man. I just feel like if we can solidify that O-line and stay healthy, and I mean stay healthy because if these guys protect Justin Fields, man, this year is going to be crazy, man. The expectations I know are high, and some people got us kind of sub-level you know, middle of the pack. But I believe if they, if Justin Fields does not take sacks and hits like he did last season because he did a lot of damage with what he had, let's just be honest. But if he can just stay upright, you know, obviously it's still the NFL defense can get paid and they, they still going to hit him. But if they don't, man, this year is going to be crazy, man. If our offensive line can be solidified and, and injuries can stop plaguing us, I think this is going to be a good year for Chicago, man. I don't know, man. Y'all just tell me y'all thoughts on that, uh, have a good weekend, man. And just always remember, Chicago up, bear down. All right. Uh, worried about the offensive line. I, I mean, that is has to be one of the biggest concerns just in general, right? Regardless of what they show or don't show, it still is important that the offensive line show up, right? Because we have to keep Justin Fields up, right? We have to allow Justin Fields kind of that safety blanket so that he can grow as the quarterback that we need him to grow. And to the credit, it seems like he's doing that in training camp from what we've heard so far, right? Uh, you know, making decisions uh, quicker. Uh, changing plays at the line of scrimmage, those type of things we need to see. But, yeah, the offensive line, especially the injuries on that offensive line, are concerning. But, like, Alex Leatherwood has shown pretty good. Doug Kramer's been looking all right as a depth piece. And I think we have more depth on that offensive line than what we what we think, but I do think they're better as depth 
pieces, right? If we get starting getting into those places where we're relying on these guys to be night in and night out starters, you know, the second the second line of the, of the offensive line, the second string, I guess, of the offensive line is a better way to say that, then I, those concerns start getting a little bit more serious, right? So, yeah, we want to see that offensive line stay as healthy as possible, and I'm hoping that they're just getting it out the way now, right? And we know it's football. After I always say after week one, nobody's fully healthy in the NFL except a couple of quarterbacks, right? But, you know, uh, they're going to have to go through it. And I do think that, you know, I think a lot of those guys probably could play. I just think Matt Eberflus is being very protective because he understands we got to be fully healthy when the season's ready to go. At least that's my part, but I agree with your concern there. If it turns into a more lingering thing once the season starts, man, that gets scary. That gets real scary, to be 100% honest with you. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Book. Yo, 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 Hayes, what's good, man? This Book, man, blessings to you and yours, and happy Friday. Man, I got to tell you, they just looking for reasons, man, looking for reasons to say anything negative about this man, about Justin Fields, man. I don't get it. I've never seen a, 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 a quarterback that's been more scrutinized, but everybody always claims that he sucks. So I don't understand it. Like, it, you – you can't scrutinize him and then think he sucked or, or you know what I'm saying, or he either good or he sucked. Y'all don't – I don't know. Folks can't make up their mind. I've been watching football, man. I've been watching the Bears, man, for over 35 years. Never in my life have I heard of a quarterback's air yards brought up. What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, for real? That's what we're talking about now? Like, we know he can throw the ball downfield, man. Like, I don't understand where this is coming from. Air yards is not the problem. Everybody complained about the short game. He does that, and everybody complains more, man. So, you know what it is, man. It's, like I keep saying, man, it's that Chicago bias, but it is what it is, man. I got a feeling he's about to show everybody, man, and about to shut everybody. I'm going to keep PG. Shut everybody up. But anyway, again, blessings to you and yours. Chicago up, bet down. You need to put that on the shirt, dog. All right. Hey. The, listen, the doubt around fields, to a degree, I understand. You're a 3-14 and 14 quarterback. You've won with five games in your NFL career. I understand it, right? Like At the end of the day, it is results-based. While it takes a team to win a football game, right or wrong, quarterbacks are judged by the record of the team. That just is what it is, right? And then especially when you're a quarterback that just did not pass much, very, very much last season, right? So, you know, and the interceptions, the sacks, all those type of things, like, Justin Fields is going to get a ton of scrutiny until he proves everybody wrong. Now, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that that's what it's going to be, and I understand that for right now. But guess what? Like I keep saying, listen, I'm, you know what? I'm going to take off my glasses because I want everybody to get this message. If you're in the NFC North, right, and regardless of the NFC North, but you Lions fans, you Packers fans, you Vikings fans, which Vikings fans are really respectful. I really don't have any hate to, to Vikings fans, but those Detroit and Cheesehead motherfuckers, listen here. This season is the season where the Chicago Bears are coming for you. You're no longer hunting the Bears. The Bears are hunting you. And you need to really learn to adjust and get with the program because, like I said, we ain't taking no prisoners. We're coming to snatch the NFC North, and when we snatch it, we're not trying to give it back no time soon. You're going to have to pry it from our cold, dead hands. That's what we're telling you right now. The NFC crown, the NFC North crown is coming to Chicago. We'll see if it happens this year. It's may, if it's not this year, cool. You guys got another year out of it. But we're coming for it. And when we get it, you're not getting it back. Jordan Love, you weasel, I don't give a damn. You, 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 the cheese, come on, man. Y'all live in Wisconsin. Y'all a bunch of cheesehead, red skin, beard belly fools, and I ain't got time for y'all, right? So we're coming for it. And if you keep doubting on our quarterback, you're going to be on the wrong side of history. I guarantee that. 
But all right, let's get into this last voicemail for today. This one's from Fred. Hey, what's going on, man? What it do? This your boy Fred, man. Shout out to the Cognac boys, Bobby and C Dub, man. Hey, I did enjoy the game, man. And I like what I seen from Justin Fields and the offense. Wasn't too bad, you know. I forgot to go call in today to check in, though. Got busy, but only thing, you know, what I'm saying, I see with the defense. Of course, we know our starters went in, but the secondary, if they go, the second team, I'm in the second team. If they want to uh, have a fight on the team, they gonna have to like, you know, fix their ranks, do better in their run defense a little better, though. But not bad, though. We got eight sacks, got them to the quarterback, eight sacks, man. 11 uh, quarterback hits. I like to see that from our defense. I like what I've seen from three Stevenson. And, you know, in the other uh, backup linebackers as well, though. You know, so I like what we see from there. They go show that somebody go down, the next man can step up, though. Gibson, he did all right, though, man. But I don't know, man. So, I mean, if he, if he continues to play like this the next two preseason games, then he might, you know, have a spot on the roster, though. And I think uh, Rasheen Green, he might be out. I don't know because uh, I like to see what Terrell Lewis was doing. He was getting back there as well. I like what Roshan was doing. So let's just see what uh, who's going to be cut, though. Well, I'd be glad to see Bidor be cut, though, because I'm tired of his ass being on this motherfucking team, man, because he's just making us look bad. So I thought I'd call in, check in with you, though. Let me know what you think, who might be cut. We are, we both know it's going to be Bidor, because we both don't like Bidor, though. So let me know, man, you know, how, how you feel, uh, how you going to do against the Colts this week. And... It feels going to be, you know, ready to come out of his shell and to be uh, in MVP talk. So, do this, Chicago up, that ass. Bears need a better run defense. I Listen, I, I, I would say that I agree with that. Like, the, the, the Bears' run defense has left much to be desired, and it doesn't seem like it's really improved too much in training camp. So, let's hope that that comes. I do think that we're probably going to be more solid once we get the actual starting defensive line out there and the linebacking core because they're going to be a big part in containing that run game as well. I think that we're going to be better than what we've seen so far, but I won't I won't lie and say that there's not signs for concerns there. But that that highlights kind of what you're talking about. You brought in Terrell Lewis, who's going to be used on the defensive line and can be used as a linebacker in some lineups as well. Our linebacking core is going to be so important, and that's why I think we see the Chicago Bears going after and really solidifying that linebacking core. They're going to be highly important to containing that run game right and if they do make it past the defensive line and the running backs that linebacker is that next line of defense and they're going to have to contain that run and I think we have when you look at Jack Sanborn TJ Edwards um even Tremaine Edmonds uh, Noah Sewell right uh Mikhail Walker like I think these guys are going to be big parts of helping solidify that run game and I think that's why you know you're seeing that the depth added to that linebacking core because Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus understand that for us to have a solid run defense those linebackers are going to have to come and show out that's my thought. You guys can let me know what you think down below. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. You can follow the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we're on. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearsCentral at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-27. No, I'm sorry, 773-242-9336. Uh, so leave us any thoughts, voicemails, anything, text messages there. And like I liked in every episode on Shy Town Up, but Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.